Friday on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Can the Anaheim Ducks keep up this um, torrid scoring pace? And is there anything John Gibson can't do? Find out on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Wednesday, January 27th. How's everyone doing? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. And make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks, or follow my personal Twitter, which is at StimpyJD. And also, also, don't forget to rate five stars, and please subscribe if you have not already. So before we get into talking about the Ducks, I know yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the untimely passing of Kobe Bryant, and I did speak from the heart, and I didn't have a script, so I wanted to give a direct shout-out to all the families, all the victims. We're thinking of you guys, and we keep sending our prayers up. So I wanted to list all nine victims and give them their proper due. So I'm going to list all nine victims right now. We have Kobe Bryant, who was an NBA star for 20 seasons. His daughter, Gianna Bryant, who was only 13 years old and a rising star within her own right. And then you have the Altabellis. You have John Altabelli, his wife, Carrie Altabelli, and his daughter, Alyssa Altabelli. John Altabelli was a baseball coach at Orange Coast College, and he was there for 27 years. In fact... He was one of, actually, he was named the ABCA Diamond National Coach of the Year only two years ago. And obviously, uh, he had his wife with him and his daughter with him. And he survived by his brother, who has had a lot to say about this over the past couple days on local news. Then you have Sarah Chester and daughter Peyton Chester. Uh, Peyton also played on the team with John and Bryant. She was only 13. And Sarah Chester, who was 45. Then you have the pilot, Era Zobayan, who was a charter pilot and who'd flown several celebrities in the past. And I'm saving this one for last just because this story was very touching when I saw it on TV last night. Christina Mauser. So Mauser was a girls basketball coach. And she was also a coach at the Mamba Academy. Now, she survived by her husband, who founded an Orange County band. And the reason I'm bringing this up is we now have the Christina Mauser Foundation, which she started to help out the youth around Orange County. And her husband, he had a, I guess, a fundraiser that happened yesterday to try to raise money for the Christina Mauser Foundation. So once again, just to list all nine, Ara Zobayan, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, Christina Mauser, John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, Alyssa Altabelli, Gianna Bryant, and Kobe Bryant. May they all rest in peace. And those are all the victims. And the reason I'm bringing up all nine victims is because all of those names were on the mask of John Gibson last night. John Gibson last season had the Kobe Bryant tribute mask. It has eight on one side, 24 on the other side. Since this was the one-year anniversary, John Gibson decided, you know what, let's bring this mask back for one more game, or at least on the anniversary, and that mask had some kind of magic going. 
because it, it almost felt like he had an angel behind him because John Gibson made some pretty miraculous saves. It really felt like that. And I did think about it for a split second last night. It is the power of the mask. He had he had something else going on behind him to make just incredible save after incredible save. It was one of his finest performances of the season. And we're definitely going to talk much more about John Gibson in the second half or the second part of the show. But last night's game, there was one goal scored. That was it. And that took place at the 9-0-1 mark of the first period where Denton Heinen took the puck away from Jacob Chikrin. Or rather, yeah, he took the puck away from Arizona. Uh, he kind of corralled the puck to himself, passed to himself, tried to get a good look, couldn't do it. So he kind of got the puck to himself, moved it almost to his legs and shifted maybe a few inches to his left in order to get a decent shot. And with Jacob Chikrin becoming the de facto screen for Denton Heinen, he let it rip. And he had the snipe from the left face-off dot, and he picked the corner just above the right blocker of Darcy Kemper. That was an unassisted goal. That goal was all Denton Heinen, and that gave the Ducks a 1-0 lead early in the game. And really, to the start of the game, the Ducks were starting to show some great forechecking and they were getting some quality chances on goal early in the game, including a really good deflection at about the 7-minute mark. Later on, shots did ring off the post despite some smart, short passes from Ben Hutton, who made his Ducks debut. The Ducks are beginning to generate some decent scoring chances with the effective stretch passing that happened. The positioning was much better, and they weren't relying on dumping and giving up as much and Anaheim did chase much more aggressively. That was in the first period. And also, the Ducks did have one power play. Yeah, it didn't go well. Uh, Vinny Letary was on the first power play unit with Sam Steele, Cam Fowler, Ryan Getzloff, and Ricky Raquel. Yeah, uh, Raquel had a decent shot, but he didn't get all of the puck. Otherwise, it would have been a 2-0 lead with about two minutes left in the period. But unfortunately, that did not happen. So what do the Ducks do? They go blank on the power play once again. Yeah, that was their only power play. And they squandered it. Again. This is a little too familiar, isn't it, Ducks fans? Over and over again, we just say the same story. The power play needs work. The power play needs work. I get that Dallas Eakins was trying something different, trying to put Vinny Letary in that first power play line. It seemed to go okay. At least Raquel had a decent attempt. If he had gotten all of that puck, it would have been 2 nothing, and it would have been their first power play goal of the season, but it was not to be. And throughout the start of the second period, the Ducks had excellent puck control. They looked good at the start of the second period. I honestly thought they were going to have it going. But as per usual, the Ducks almost let this one slip away. Yeah, the power play was stagnant, but in that first period or rather, in the first 28 minutes, the Ducks had more scoring chances and high-danger chances than Arizona. So there was that. And then the bottom fell out. Uh, the Ducks had done a good job of keeping Coyotes out of the offensive zone, and that was it. But then, later on in that period, there was a long shift, about a two-and-a-half-minute shift, 
where the defenseman just looked gassed. And this was with about five minutes left in the second period. From about seven minutes to about four and a half minutes, the same guys were out on the ice for the Ducks. There was no offensive pressure at all. It was all Arizona after that. But the Ducks somehow held on. It was a 31 save shutout for John Gibson. Uh, He was magnificent once again. His second shutout of the season. And it was a 1-0 victory. The Ducks, believe it or not, have 8 standings points. Can you believe that? 8. So we're going to talk more about John Gibson once again after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Whether you need parts for your Toyota, your Chevy, your Nissan, your Hyundai, Rock Auto has the parts for you. They've been family-owned and operated for over two decades. And once again, you could save money by going to rockauto.com. Why pay retail price at a big box store when you could pay half of that, up to half of that, at rockauto.com? And go there right now, and in the How Did You Hear About Us box, Tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. And coming up after the intermission... Wow. Again? Really? Didn't we do this yesterday? We did, didn't we? And again, okay. Yeah, so we're going to give some more love, if you can believe that, to John Gibson. Because he deserves it all. And folks, he deserves a steak dinner. Stay locked in. Back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we are still talking about last night's 1-0 victory over the Arizona Coyotes. Looking at the standings very quickly, the Anaheim Ducks have 8 points. They are in a playoff spot. Somehow, we thought they were tanking. Or at least plenty of Ducks fans thought they were tanking. They probably still are. It's early in the season. Yes, it's a little weird to see the Ducks in a playoff position, but again, it's January in a shortened season. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. The Ducks are still retooling right now. We still don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what they're going to do when they play Vegas again because we know Vegas has Anaheim's number. They got to see them six more times this season. What about when the Ducks play the Kings or the Sharks? Which teams are going to show up for those games? How about Arizona again? We don't know. But the Ducks are playing a little bit better than we thought. And this is all thanks to John Gibson. Uh, We will talk about him momentarily. But first, uh, three good things. Or rather, three good players from the Ducks. And it's also John Gibson. John Gibson was obviously the best player on the Ducks the entire game. So we'll leave him for last. Two other players that I liked from last night's game. I liked Adam Henrique. Uh, He had some very good... High danger scoring chances. He created some good offense for himself and for his teammates. Uh, He had a couple of really good created rebounds where he purposely tried to shoot it right at the pads of Darcy Kemper and tried to get a decent shot for his teammates. In fact, he attempted one of those on a rebound attempt. Obviously, it did not work. Uh, He tried another rebound attempt where Ryan Getzloff was right there and tried to put it away for a rebound, but that didn't go in as well. And Adam Henrique also had some very... High quality shot attempts. Yes, he only had three shots. But at least they were of the quality 
and scoring chance variety. They were all right there trying to create offense for himself. Uh, his expected goals was the highest for the Ducks by far, where everyone else is at about a tenth. No, Adam Henrique was a .38 expected goals. Yeah, that's the highest on the team. When the highest is a .38, you know your entire offense is bad. However, I give Henrique some credit for at least trying to play smart and trying to find those angles to get the high danger chances. So I liked Adam Henrique's game. Someone else that I really liked, Max Comtois, for almost the same reason. Partially the offensive treatment that he gave himself also had a couple of very good high danger chances. Uh, Comtois has a good tendency this season of really muscling his way towards the center of the ice. Max Comtois is finding himself more often in the slot than he did in seasons past. It looks like Comtois may have bulked up a little bit and he's found some greater leg strength. He's generating some more explosive movement. And Comtois is also delivering some pretty good hits. Not as much yesterday. But in general, Comtois has been finishing his checks more effectively. He's been hitting more effectively. He will always have that physical t- tendency in his game. He had that in San Diego. He still has it in Anaheim. He knows he can hit with the big boys. So that's the that's the second player that I liked for the Ducks. And the third is John Gibson. What have we not said about John Gibson that we have not said already? First, I just want to talk about the mask. He has an 8 on one side and a 24 on one side. He had that mask specially made just for him last year after the helicopter crash that happened. He only got to wear it for about a month. Uh, He got the mask around the first week of February, wore it for a month, and then the season abruptly ended. So that's how long he had it. I think he should continue wearing that mask because he only got to wear it for a month last year, maybe wore it for a bit longer this season. Or my superstitious side is saying, well, he got a shutout with the mask in this game. He may as well bring the mask back. Just keep bringing that mask back until something. Because you know how superstitious hockey players are. Or athletes in general. We're a superstitious bunch. If you're an athlete, if you work in sports, superstition happens all the time. I know I've done it time and time again. So I gave a shout out to the victims before, but John Gibson, uh, when he was asked about the mask, he knew he had to make that tribute. And obviously he knows how big of an impact the victims had in the Orange County community. And I got to give Gibson credit. He's really taken to being a part of this OC community He's embraced the fans. He's embraced being here, being in Orange County. So I give him a ton of credit for that. And I also did like the interview at the end of the game or after the game where John Gibson was told that his 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 youngest, or I guess his child was watching. And the look of happiness on his face was just of pure joy. So I loved seeing that from a personal standpoint. As far as some fancy stats for John Gibson, you know what? Let's save those for the last portion because there's quite a few fancy stats to go over. So we'll do that on the next segment. But let's talk about 
betonline.ag, which is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And they have every sport imaginable, including baseball, basketball, football, and of course, ice hockey. They have foreign games. They have futures. Bet on the Rocket Richard Trophy. Or you can bet on who's going to win the Hart Trophy. Or hey, check this out. They also have who's going to win the Pacific Division. I know the Ducks are not the favorites right now, nor should they be because they're in the same division as St. Louis and Vegas, just being honest. But Bet Online has plenty of futures bets to choose from. I mentioned some awards, and right now the Anaheim Ducks are a plus 1800 to win the division. So if you have 10 bucks and you want to make 180 bucks, then bet on the Ducks to win the division. And you can do that at betonline.ag. If you sign up right now on your first deposit, use promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that is betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. And after the break, we're going to talk more about John Gibson, and we're going to go over some of his fancy stats on the other side. Welcome back to the best podcast your car will ever need, Locked On Anaheim Ducks. All right, let's go over some fancy stats for John Gibson, who is right now leading the league in a plethora of goaltending categories. Right now, he leads the league in shutouts with two. Just two. That's all he needs. Two shutouts already this season. As of right now, John Gibson is sixth in the NHL with a 1.67 goals against average. His save percentage is fourth in the NHL with a 948 save percentage. And as I mentioned, two shutouts already. Him and Simeon Varlamov each have two shutouts for the Ducks and Islanders, respectively. But let's look past the basic stats. Let's go fancy here. This is thanks to EvolvingHockey.com. This is a great site. I love Evolving Hockey. They do a great job, by the way. So, once again, thanks to the guys at Evolving Hockey. Uh, First off, his goals against is not too bad. It's a 10.05. This is above their metric. It's not bad. It's really not bad. But then I look even further than that. Um, There's a comparable goalie that I'm going to get to momentarily. In six games, John Gibson has an expected goals against... An expected goals against of 16.83 based on all the games that are being played. That is second in, or sorry, third in the league. Guess who's above him on that? Darcy Kemper, also in six games. His expected goals against is 17.94. Yes, by the way, last night was a pristine goalie matchup. I expected a 2-1 to one game. It ended up being one nothing. So give credit to both Darcy Kemper and John Gibson. They both played out of their freaking minds. If they haven't expected goals against being that high after only six games, you know they need some work on defense. So that's the expected. Then I look into something else. Goals saved above average. This is where the big difference is. John Gibson leads all goaltenders 
by far, by far, goal saved above league average, 7.91 for John Gibson. The only player close to him is Semyon Varlamov with a 6.98, and that's it. As far as GSA expected or goals saved above expected. Now, what these two measure is above average and above who the replacement goalie would be for their teams. Darcy Kemper has a GSA expected of 2.92. That's sixth in the league. Fifth is Marc-Andre Fleury, 3.0. Anton Kudobin is fourth with 3.5. Mackenzie Blackwood, 3.9. Semyon Varlamov, just above four. Then you have John Gibson, way above everyone else. A 6.78 goal saved above expected. 6.78. That is an insane stat. This just proves, well, first off, how poor the defense has been. They've let in shot after shot after shot. They were getting outshot like crazy. In fact, I'll throw this stat out from last night's game. Shot attempts were 66-41 to 41 in favor of the Coyotes. The Fenwick was 51-30 to 30 in favor of the Coyotes. The shots on goal, of course, were in favor of Arizona, 31-24. The scoring chances were way higher. The high danger chances were way higher, 16-9. to 9. In favor of Arizona. There was a 12-minute stretch where the Ducks didn't even have a shot attempt. That's beyond terrible. If you go 12 minutes without even a shot attempt, the offense is not doing well. The defense is letting pucks go right into the zone. The Coyotes kind of waltzed into the offensive zone at times like nothing. So the defense has to work on that. I mean, credit to the Ducks, there were plenty of blocked shots. But you cannot leave John Gibson out to dry like that. Your last line of defense shouldn't be doing this much work in so few games. He's only played six games. And he's already put in a yeoman's effort to try to keep this Ducks team afloat. And he's done that in spades. So if you're the Anaheim Ducks, you definitely owe John Gibson more than a steak dinner or two. So that's a deep look into some of the fancy stats for John Gibson. Once again, big thank you to Evolving Hockey for that. And with that, we're going to wrap up for today. Uh, don't forget to tune in later this week. We're going to talk about the Coyotes once more. And also, we're going to have our first cross-town preview. I might do that over the weekend, actually. Is have a preview with our favorite frenemy, Sarah Avampado, as we preview Ducks versus Kings round one that takes place on February 2nd yeah so I might have that for a Saturday I might have that for a Monday who knows but we'll definitely have that preview coming up soon in the meantime thanks for listening you can hear this podcast and other podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts Spotify Stitcher or wherever podcasts can be heard and don't forget to tune in to Locked On Bets with your boy Q, Locked On NHL, featuring the aforementioned Sarah Avampado. And also, don't forget to check out Locked On Today, the newest podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. So once again, thanks to everyone working on Locked On. You guys are all awesome. If you want to drop me a line, 
send me an email at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow this show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. And don't forget to subscribe if you have not already. Thank you all for listening. It is greatly appreciated. And by the way, I hear you guys in South America. I know you guys are listening. Muchas gracias for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great hump day. And please be kind out there. Wear a mask. And most of all, ducks fly together.